You're listening to Weird Medicine with Dr. Steve on the Riotcast Network, riotcast.com. I've got diphtheria crushing my esophagus. I've got Ebola virus dripping from my nose. I've got the leprosy of the heart valve exacerbating my incredible woes. I want to take my brain out and blast it with the wave, an ultrasonic, echographic, and a pulsating shave. I want a magic pill for my ailments, the health equivalent of Citizen Kane. And if I don't get it now in the tablet, I think I'm doomed and I'll have to go insane. I want a requiem for my disease. It's Weird Medicine, the first and still only uncensored medical show in the history of broadcast radio. No, a podcast. I'm Dr. Steve. And this is a show for people who never listen to a medical show on the radio or the internet. If you've got a question you're embarrassed to take to your regular medical provider, if you can't find an answer anywhere else, give us a call. 347-766-4323. That's 347-POOHEAD. Follow us on uh, Twitter at Weird Medicine. Lady Diagnosis or Dr. Scott WM, and visit our website at drsteve.com for podcast, medical news, and stuff you can buy. Or go to our merchandise store at cafepress.com/slash/weirdmedicine. Most importantly, we are not your medical providers. Take everything you hear with a grain of salt. Don't act on anything you hear on this show without talking it over with your doctor, nurse practitioner, physician assistant, pharmacist, chiropractor, acupuncturist, yoga master, physical therapist, clinical laboratory scientist, registered dietitian, or whatever. Very good. All right, uh, we have a very special show today, but before we get to that, uh, don't forget stuff.drsteve.com for all your uh, Amazon shopping needs, stuff.drsteve.com. You can go to uh, tweakedaudio.com, offer code FLUID for uh, 33% off of the best earbuds on the market and the best, um, well, for the price, certainly, and uh, the best customer service anywhere. And uh, check out Dr. Scott's website at simplyherbals.net. And if you want to lose weight with me, I'm at my ideal body weight again, uh, noom.drsteve.com, N-O-O-M.drsteve.com. You get uh, two weeks free and 20% off. You, you know, not hurt to try it for a couple of weeks, see if you like it. If you do, you sign up for three months and then you cancel. It's great. You'll be uh, uh, much, much happier. It is not a diet. It is a psychology app. And it helped me in my regular life as well. And um, don't forget to go to premium.drsteve.com if you want archives of all of the uh, uh, Weird Medicine uh, podcasts. It's buck ninety nine a month. And um, uh, you can use offer code FLUID there as well to get half off for the first three months. It's like a dollar a month. Or you can go to drsteve.com and click um, on the little link, and you can buy all of the shows and get a 32-gigabit uh, thumb drive uh, for 30 bucks sent directly to your door. All right, so in the studio today, we have a very special show. I have Cody Gilmer and Kim Smith. Uh, Cody is um, the synthesist and, uh, I guess, lead guitar player. I, I wouldn't necessarily call him. You are a guitar player. Both Dan and I are like both rhythm and lead at yeah, the same yeah, yeah. time. So he's one of the guitar players there with uh, Indie Ghost, one of three different bands called Indie Ghost uh, on the internet. Yeah. You are the one with the Twitter handle Indie Ghost Band. Oh, good to know. I actually didn't know You didn't know that? that? Well, no. I've been tweeting to you guys. Who is it that answers me? Me. Though? But I just didn't know what I didn't. He's a genius. <laughs> the one thing you guys will realize, Cody's a genius. Oh, whatever. And um, it, it, we were supposed to um, get. <laughs> it's so funny. It was probably two years ago. We played in my in my um, living room and made noise with Charles. Oh, it was awesome. Charles from Our uh, uh, Hat. And then uh, it's like, oh, yeah, we're going to get together, man. We're going to get together. And then he comes in. He's like, oh, when did you get the Moog grandmother? It was like two Moog fests ago. So <laughs> I'm a busy man. What can right. I say? I know. I know. I'm just glad this finally worked out. I, me too. We have um, – I've been talking about Indie Ghost for years. They're my favorite independent band. They're, they're my, by far my favorite band that haven't made it yet. Making my heart flutter, Steve. And well, no, it's true. Well, it doesn't matter. I would say, who am I? But I'm just a fan. But it is um, a, a big deal for me to have you guys in here. And we also have Cole, who has an interesting. Um, I, I didn't give out your last name because I didn't know if you want your last That's name fine. out there. It's Lane. And um, and I don't know if you're is. Oh, it's on. It is. Yeah, it was working earlier. Okay. Why do I have no audio on you? Are you sure it's on? It 
Now it's on? Now let me hear it. Uh-oh. Nope. Right, right, left. Yeah, that's right. Huh. You're on the far mic, right? Yes, sir. Oh, shit. Okay. So, I don't know what's happened. Well, worst case scenario, we can share. Yeah, I was going to say, you and, uh, you you and Cody are going to have to share. I'm going to get cuddly. Oh, wait a minute. I know what's wrong. Okay, try it now. Check once. There hey, we go. There Thank, you. Thank you. I'm back. Hey. Okay. Welcome That's, everybody. I've been on vacation for a couple of weeks. the The shiny little yellow light means that that track is off. So. <laughs> Dummy. <laughs> All right. That sounds like me a few shows ago. Hey, have you ever checked to see if you're on Alexa? I have not actually. Let's try it and just see. Alexa, play Indie Ghost. I think you want to hear the song Indie Ghost. No. Um, Alexa, play Hexen Sound by the band Indie Ghost. God damn it, Alexa. The Ghost, rock, radio from Pandora. <laughs> Alexa, stop. <laughs> stop it. She, okay, so we got to work on that. Yeah, you're not well, there yet. Not Alexa does not know who we are yet. <laughs> but you're on YouTube. She'll know soon enough. You're on YouTube. So um, anyway, I I first saw these guys uh, when my friend Charles was playing in a band, and then they were playing. Indie Ghost was was playing before they opened. I can't remember what his band's name was back then. Uh, where I first saw you guys. Was it wait? Was it waiting for pavement? I don't know. And. Uh, and then we were just like, we hear Indigo, so we're like, no, fuck those guys. Because nah. I remember your your lead singer, Randy, said, well, this is our last song. we got to let these guys up. And we were like, fuck them. I remember that. <laughs> it was all downhill from there. he was my there. friend. <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah, so you guys play around the Tri-Cities, but you've been moving around a little bit, right? You guys are playing in some bigger venues, I hear. Um, we've, we've been playing all over the place. We actually have a yeah. tour coming up uh, in the beginning of September with um, Horseburner. So where are you going to be? Virginia. Uh, hold on. Let me pull that up on the phone. Well, just in general. because we In can, general, we'll we're going to be you. in... We'll, um, we'll plug these gigs for you. We're definitely going to be in West Virginia. Uh, we're also going to be in Ohio. Um, Kentucky. Kentucky, Florida, Florida. Oh, and, wow! Savannah, um, Georgia is the one I'm looking forward to I going a, to. That show what are you gonna, might okay. not pull through. Oh, oh man! Oh, I know. Because I was going to plug the hell out of that one. Well, here, hold on. Let me just let me just um, tell you exact places. So you have a day job. So are you giving up your day jobs for this then now? Are you finally to that point where you can do that? Yeah, it's pretty. My schedule's pretty easy to request off as long as I know ahead of time. Okay. So. Okay. I'm still right where I was when I, we last spoke. Still at the old Wronghorn <laughs> wow. ste- Steakhouse. Yeah. But they I mean, work. I, they work with me really well, though. I get to go where I need to. Yeah, I was going to say, how can you do a you know a southeastern tour if you've got a day job? It's difficult, but that we make it happen. I'm probably not going to be able to attend the Florida shows, mm-hmm. which I wouldn't look forward to driving that yeah. far anyways in a car. <laughs> so, um, but everywhere else, I'm planning on going. Yeah. So you guys all like go in one van in and just pile in the van. We all pile in. Uh, I've Taylor, done this. You know, I, I was Jeep, in a band. So. Taylor's Jeep, and uh, we got a trailer. We pulled behind. Oh, is that hey, right? Pay somebody to do it. Thirty right. bucks, Allegiant. Oh, Lie really? down there. Oh, and make somebody else drive it. Man, I'm not putting my instruments on no plane. No, <laughs> no, no, no. Make somebody else drive it. And then, oh, yeah, there you okay, go. okay. I see what you Thanks did. Thanks, Cole. You're looking for a job? Is that what you're? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, the 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 thing about these guys. And well, I say guys, I mean that in a gender neutral way. So yeah. stop using gendered language. But I'm um, the thing I like about Indie Ghost is they are basically one of the few psychedelic bands that are out there. And I I grew I'm 63 years old, so I grew up in the 60s. Everything was psychedelic at one point, and then it went away. It's like, and then all of a sudden day. I walk into this place, and here's you guys. You people doing, you know, psychedelic uh, music, and I, it really blew me away. Tickling my heartstrings. Very, very inventive. They're very clever, and I like cleverness. I like virtuosity wherever I can find it. And uh, these guys are down on their knees, dicking around with with pedals, making sounds while they're on stage. I love that too. Anybody that has the balls to just put their you know guitar around their neck and then get on their knees and start fiddling with pedals <laughs> making sounds i love that we love it too actually it's never so... thought i'd never thought i'd be playing that type of music uh, i oh really what did no, you grow? seriously um when i when i started playing guitar i actually um started on acoustic 
and I immediately bought an electric and got into a. Uh, <laughs> it was more like it started as a Led Zeppelin tribute band. Wow! In high school, and then that very quickly changed into heavier do? and heavier. Oh, of course. Actually, no. Now that I think about it, we never played a Led Zeppelin song. We just got together because of that. I see. And then down the road, it got heavier and heavier until it was at that point in my life just too heavy for me. And I immediately retracted and went into acoustic and went to uh, ended up going to ETSU for the bluegrass program. Um, Is that right? Yeah, well, no I kidding. never knew this. Oh yeah, I got a minor in bluegrass. Um, oh shit! Yeah, uh, but um, I very quickly. I mean, I love the program. Obviously, I'm not going to say anything bad about ETSU bluegrass, but uh, I just ended up feeling like I was just around a bunch of Tony Rice clones, and I don't know who that is. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> so I, I ended up, uh, you know. Um, when my previous band that was more folky, bluegrassy, split up, um, I immediately wanted to do what I never thought I would want to do, which is pick up the electric guitar again. Um, just due to, uh, it's, the electric guitar is so sensitive. Yeah. Um, and it always used to scare the hell out of me because I like playing a string on a stiff board of wood, pretty much. Yeah. Um, found an SG, fell in love from the moment, was talking to Dan, and uh, who was in the previous band with me, Rickshaw Roadshow. And, um, yeah, I know, right? So, uh, we immediately started. I like that. I agree. Um, we, uh. Well, I f- hey, I found a recording of you at ETSU in the uh, bluegrass thing. What? Yeah, I sure did. Here it is. Let's see. Uh oh. <laughs> oh, I already knew what this is. <laughs> Oh, Lester Roadhog Moran and his Cadillac Cowboys. <laughs> Would you believe I know who this is? Of course you do. Everybody does. Okay, anyway, sorry, that's really not him. That's the Statler Brothers doing Lester Roadhog Moran and the Cadillac Cowboys. All right, mighty fine. <laughs> and they... And uh, they would do a parody of, um, you know, a country band. And uh, you know how much talent it takes to play that badly? Oh, uh, actually, yeah, I do. And it's pretty incredible. They're one of my favorite um, spoof bands. I can't believe you played that. Like, I haven't heard that in years. (laughs) That's the greatest thing. I've got to play some more. Please do. And howdy, howdy. <laughs> so anyway, I love uh, they have uh, they do an ad for Ernie's Egg Market, and it's uh, Ernie's got A one large, B one large, B two large, and they can't be too large. All right, mighty fine. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. Anyway, uh, but I digress. So you did the bluegrass thing. Yeah, and, then... and uh, like I said, I just felt like I was, uh, I got too into it. I, I immediately retracted and ran the other direction. Um, picked, got my first electric guitar. Well, not my first, but my favorite and the only thing I'll probably play, um, a Gibson SG. And then um, started buying pedals. <laughs> okay. I figured out how to describe what I'm talking about. I've never been what I would consider myself a good guitar player. That's why when I finally realized that I can buy pedals and be more of a sound engineer and yeah. have fun, I immediately was like, oh, hell yeah. Well, you Let's know, all the, the EDM people it. hear what you're saying, too, because, yeah. you know, there's a lot of people that do amazing things with electronic dance music that are not musicians in the sense that you and I would think about it. Yeah. You know, they don't know from scales and modes and all that stuff, but they can put music together because they've got equipment that'll help them do it. Now, Mm -hmm. you are quite the accomplished guitar player. Oh, thank you. So, you know, you throw (laughs) talent in with electronics and now you really got something. Now, Kim, you travel with them. I mean, every time I've ever seen you guys, you're with them. Mm -hmm. And you play as well, right? I mean, uh, you, I dabble. You, you do tape manipulation. I know that because that's what we did when we all played together. Right. So, what, yeah. what's your musical thing? I wouldn't really say I do much more than dabble, is the word I like to well, use. That's what I am. I'm a dabbler. Um, I don't really know any 
of the technical stuff that I would like to know, but I'm the one between the two of us that's more into the idea of learning the technical oh, yeah. okay. parts of it. She's um, always dragging Cody, out the manuals. Well, right, but Cody is, <laughs> I, I can help him tweak something every now and then at practice if he's not yeah. quite sure how to get to where he's trying to be. Um, but he is so much more of a genius than me, I feel like, because he doesn't need to do that. He's he intuitive. can listen right. and just feel it, and he'll get there eventually. Yeah. Whereas I, I need to of. understand yeah. what I'm doing. If I'm changing something, I need to know why or how. That's actually a good combination to have. It's, it's pretty nice. Yeah, yeah. You guys <laughs> complement each me out, other really She right. helps me out a lot. <laughs> now, you know, I bought a piece of equipment just for you guys. I was showing it to Kim earlier. Fun. Because... You had t- talked to me two years ago when you were here about wanting to learn modular synthesis a little bit more. Oh, yeah. So I bought a, a Teenage Engineering Model 400 that is a pure modular, it's a, you know, it's a training device. Well, let's get to tinker in there, yeah. Steve. Well, okay, but that's, you got to be here to do it. I so. think we, I think we If we go up. two more years, I'm probably going to be dead by then, you know, if we wait till <laughs> So, so you're saying opening? <laughs> 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 Yeah, so, you know, but uh, I, I have that um, uh, piece of equipment here that I actually bought with you guys in mind because you wanted to learn pure modular synthesis. When you do semi, and this is getting a little bit too technical for our for our listeners, but I'll do this real quick. Semi-modular synthesizers, you can uh, play without pa- putting a single patch in them. A true modular synthesizer, you have to patch the every module to each module to get it to do things. And that's how I learned back in the 70s with Roger Hannay on the original Moog Model 55, which is that big Keith Emerson-looking thing. It wouldn't make a sound unless you had a, a legitimate audio pass. Sounds technical. I and, like uh, it. Yeah, and it's really fun. And you learn so much that when you use your regular synthesizer that you have, because you have a Moog sub-fatty. Yeah, or, I got the sub-fat. Yeah, you got the sub-fatty. Um, if you learn modular, you'll do even better on uh, something like that because you'll know exactly what you want to do. But anyway, enough of a commercial for Dr. Steve's uh, synthesizer school. Anybody <laughs> else out there wants to learn, just, you know, send me an email. Um, so uh, I want to. We're going to play some cuts off your new album, and but first, this is a medical show. We have some medical questions here. Number one. Um, Cole's getting ready to have a baby, and we got to talk about first baby stuff. Yep. He also, it's it's a miracle that he's here at all because we'll talk about that. But he went through a thing that you know is touch and go whether he could would even be sitting here today. Uh, So there's that. But I really want to talk about Kim's thing. Because Kim, uh, the other day, was barfing up blood. So let's talk about that, because we want to talk about different kinds of GI bleeds and that kind of stuff. So what, tell me what happened. Well, um, we were going to a zine fest in Greensboro. Okay. I woke up. I felt What great. the hell is zine fest? It's uh, short for magazine. Um, it's kind of your where people make their own... Self-publishing your own magazines. Right. Artists they're smaller, and uh, they're much smaller scale than a published magazine really Um, there's poetry uh you know drawing collaging stuff like that okay it sounds fascinating yeah Uh, a a bunch of art nerds get together and look at each other's work okay that's that's cool so it's like an art festival for right for Um, people who do sequential art and that kind of stuff maybe it can be anything people everyone's got their own different style that's what makes it so fun but it's just short it's almost like a short story, but yeah. it's in a magazine style. Okay. And, uh, you know, I was in a contest once where you had to do a whole story in less than a page. Are they doing stuff like that, too? Because I, I wrote a sequel to The Wizard of Oz in one page. Yeah, that would be zine material. Really? <laughs> you, I mean, sky's the limit, but that sounds awesome. That's a great, I, to me, still, it's my favorite thing that I ever did. I don't even know if I can find it anymore, but I could rewrite it. Well, but, if you want to feature it. But you don't know it's a sequel. It, it's spoiler. You, you don't know it's a sequel to The Wizard of Oz until you get to the very last line. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Honestly, if you don't want to make fine. a zine, I'd let you throw it in one of ours. Shit, yeah, I'll give it to you. Well, yeah, okay, we'll, we'll talk about it. Also, remind yeah, me to send yeah, it to yeah, you. Yeah, that sounds cool as shit. Because it, it's got a cool twist because it's kind of engaging, and you know there are these things that are attacking the city, and there's a, a you know one one of the leaders of the city is made of organic material, and the other one is made of metal, and you know stuff like that. I like you know? it already. And then uh, you know the the. Um, 
the, I'll just tell you the whole story. And then the the witches do this attack where it's finally going to be the end of all of them. And it, they're turning everybody into these cr- green crystals, right? And then, you know, they say, where is the hammer coming from the, where's the hammer coming from the sky? Where is the wind and the mighty wind, you know? And then it says, where are you, Dorothy, when you need, when we need you the most? And that's the end of the thing. And, you know, it's just a one page. That sounds awesome. Thing. Yeah. Yeah, really I want to cool. see that. Okay. That. All right. Excited. Cool. It's the only thing I've ever written that I actually thought was kind of cool. <laughs> I'm excited. I'll just post it on my website, but you can have it. No, I want to see it first. But anyway, okay. <laughs> so, um, so, uh, so Zine Fest. So you're going we're to Zine, Zine Fest. Fest. Mm-hmm. And I have ADD, so I get distracted. <laughs> hey, us too. So, so we're used yeah, to it. Okay. <laughs> um, and we're in this big van that was like probably some kind of church van before our friend Marty got it. It used to beep when he put it in reverse. And it was bouncing me around in the back seat. And we had partied all week pretty hard. So yeah. I was starting to feel a little nauseous. And I ended up getting sick on the way. And okay. I thought, thought she okay, was a little hungover. I'm hungover. I just need to yeah. eat something, do a little hair of the dog, and yeah, I'll yeah, get yeah, through sure. the day. Um, we get there, and I just keep feeling worse and worse. Well, I try to go eat at this um, really nice really nice restaurant bar they had in the in the same like area so you're nauseated and you figured if i go eat this will help (laughs) nauseated sweaty just felt terrible um i couldn't even eat the food and probably after a couple of bites you know drank a glass of champagne probably not the best choice Um, but i thought it would not be as you know bad tasting as something like a hoppy beer or something like that so it went down easier or just drink water yeah well i had been drinking water all day as well i I had i had been drinking water plenty already so i was trying to do the hair of the dog with the champagne and have a little bite of food well i couldn't eat the food and the food was delicious and cody started to worry then well i got sick again and the second time i got sick was when i had a little bit of blood at the end of it and it wasn't a violent you know, vomiting. It wasn't something that I would think, you know, I would have torn my esophagus from. Right. But it was bright red blood. It was bright red blood at the very end. Okay. Um, all just. So I already know what it was. It all came out together. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, and as a matter of fact, when Cody texted me, I Mm -hmm. said, this is what I think it is. Right. But if I had heard the story that you just told me, because I'm getting frantic texts from your fiance. (laughs) Right. You know, I didn't quite get the whole story, but now it makes a lot more sense. I I feel a lot more confident. But anyway, go on. And I'd had a uh, ulcer-like symptoms before where I had had this stomach attack, as I call Mm it, mm -hmm. um, where I just had really bad pain, heart palpitations. It felt like sweating. I almost thought maybe I was having a heart attack from the amount of pain I had. So I'm not sure if I have an ulcer right? or if I just have stomach issues where I'm prone to gastritis or what it is. Um, So all my tests have come back normal. They thought for a minute. So what tests did they do? They ran a bunch of blood tests. You went to the emergency room. Yeah, we went to the emergency room down there. I told Cody, he said she has a history of ulcers. If you have a bleeding ulcer, that's a medical emergency. And I've never had an endoscopy to truly diagnose one. So So it's it's all speculation. It's speculation. So we can't, you always have to... In medicine, you got to go for the thing that's going to kill you first, rule that out, and then you can treat all the simple stuff. So right. anyway, so you went to the ER. and Went to they the do? ER. Great people down there in Greensboro at the ER. Um, and ran a bunch of tests on me. Uh, the only thing that came back, back abnormal was my lipase was a little elevated, oh. but not enough for a diagnosis of pancreatitis. pancreatitis. Okay, so lipase. Let me get everybody uh, who's listening. Uh, amylase and lipase are enzymes that were primarily found. Now, amylase you can find in saliva and stuff like that. Lipase is specifically found in the pancreas. And when pancreatic tissue dies, um, it's released in those enzymes are released into the bloodstream and you can detect them in the blood. Are you okay? Where are you going? You can talk. It's a radio show. Yeah, I'm just pulling the oh, okay. a little bit. So okay, that's fine. She's getting a little warm. So. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm okay. I think you're getting a little warm. <laughs> hey, I get red. Yeah, this studio is not well ventilated. Yeah. I apologize for that. It feels fine. What are you talking about? Don't worry. I yeah, won't vomit right blood. Well, that's, <laughs> I'll swap seats with anybody. So they did um, a complete blood count to yeah. see. And so they, you do the complete blood count. If someone is acutely anemic, 
in a situation like that. That's a that's an emergency. Major blood loss. Because now yeah. they're losing a bunch of blood. And a lot of the blood sometimes will go down into the duodenum and into the colon where it will turn promptly turn black. Mm-hmm. And those people will have black tarry stools, which you may not have had time to develop them yet. Right. If you get bright red blood from your ass that's caused from a stomach ulcer, that's a sign of exsanguination. That person, if it doesn't have time to turn black, it's bad. Mm-hmm. So, um, although having said that, most bright red blood that comes from the ass is um, is totally benign, but bright red blood that's coming from a bleeding ulcer that's coming out of the rectum is that's an emergency. So anyway, so right. they do all this, they rule all that out. Right. They and give you some stuff for pukey, and you right. stop puking. And um, they gave me something to drink that kind of numbed yeah. my digestive tract on the upper. It's called part. a GI cocktail. It's yeah. got mylanta and lidocaine in yeah. it. Yeah. And um, gave me a prescription for a, a PPI. Yes. And Dr. Scott would say, Zan- but right. for something well, I like this. Know. I already know. You don't want to take PPIs unless you PPIs. have to, but right. you have to. Right we were now, actually so. listening to your show when you talked about PPIs oh, yeah. on the way to one of okay. uh, Cody's. Uh, events he was going to so um but yeah so i hate taking them but have to in this situation yep. obviously and you um, can maybe transition to something else later but that, right. they did the right so thing you PPI got in the ppi morning. for that right now is the right drug ppi in the morning zantac at night okay um antispasmodic uh bental like yeah. a bental um, cyclobenzaprine it's a uh it's just a um smooth, smooth muscle, muscle relaxer, relaxer. yeah trying to think of it very good i'm gonna give you one <laughs> give yourself a bill <laughs> all right very good and uh and then sent me on my way so i okay. um, went back to my general practitioner had her run a little bit more tests because throughout the week afterwards i felt really weak yeah. i tried to go into work felt really weak the more i moved around lightheaded yeah. um so i stayed home that week and rested i was still having stomach spasms and it was kind of hurting yeah um and went to her because i actually had a fever one day which kind of scared me a little bit um went to her last friday had some blood tests ran um got him back this monday everything came back still fine. okay so you didn't have so hepatitis a because out. that could be the other thing that could cause yeah. nausea for a long period of time right we've ruled out most liver okay. and pancre- pancreatic issues, stuff yep. like that. So it's either Mallory-Weiss syndrome or an ulcer. Yeah. So let's talk about that for a minute. So um, a Mallory-Weiss tear, which almost certainly was what this was, is a tear in the lower esophageal area. And it when you retch, it just yanks it so hard that it, you just get a little tear and you get a little bit of blood. And that's why you saw what we call terminal um, um um, hematemesis or blood at the very end of the puking. Okay. okay. So, yeah. Yeah, you don't I would have, like to... You can just jump in. Yeah. Uh, so I've had the same thing as well. Okay. Now, the one thing to worry about is, you know, after that happens, are you seeing coffee grounds, like, afterwards? Right. That's when... There should be something. So coffee ground emesis is when you have blood in your stomach and then you puke it up. And it's on the process of turning black to mm-hmm. turn into melana, which is the black tarry stools. Right. But it actually comes out of your mouth, so it looks like coffee grounds. Right. But you never had that. I, I never understand. had that. Yeah. No. So, All right. So you're good. Yep. Okay. Yeah. And you're fine. So you, should, you should actually be fine. You're still living. Those, yeah. <laughs> those are considered re- relatively benign. They can happen almost any time somebody retches. And um, uh, and they heal up usually with no complications. Now, if you have symptoms, mo- what most people do is put you on this stuff for six weeks mm-hmm. and then see what happens. If you're still having symptoms, you got to get scoped. Okay. And what you get, the reason you got to get scoped is you got to rule out an actual ulcer, gastritis, reflux, no big deal. We can treat that, but you want to make sure that you don't have truly have an ulcer. Right. And ulcers can be caused by a bacterium called Helicobacter pylori. And did they test you for that already? No, I You're thought you oh, had okay. to do a stool sample for that. No, um, you, they can do it a couple of ways. They can do a breath test. Okay. And But the gastroenterologists like to go down into the with the endoscope and get samples oh, of fluid see. right from there. Okay. And, um, and then they'll um, uh, test you for that. And we treat that a little differently. PPIs will kind of shut it down, but if you want to eradicate it, you got to take two different antibiotics. So. Okay. And then, uh, you know, when I was training in the 80s, 
the idea that ba- there was a bacterium that could live in the stomach in that environment and cause ulcers, they, they, they would just laugh at that. Of course, when I went to medical school, they laughed at the idea that a virus could, call it, could cause AIDS, too. Because right. we didn't have HIV then. We just had people with AIDS. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were like, oh, there's no virus can do that. And it's like, well, okay, that just goes to show you how you know, things that are counterintuitive can actually be true. So, uh, and the bacterium causing ulcers can, is um, counterintuitive, right. you know. So, but anyway, well, I'm glad you're better. And yes. they, it sounds like they're doing all the right things. I like it. I will be. Um, I will have an issue with them if they don't send you for endoscopy. I've already got an appointment with awesome. my gastrologist. Okay. Um, All right. So when we're the off month. the air, yeah. I'm going to make sure it's a gastroenterologist I approve of. I think you will. Okay. All She's right. pretty cool. So you already know her. Yes, I've okay. seen her before. Uh, okay. Yes. And if it's a her, I know it's got to be one of two people, and they're both excellent. So, okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Small world. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> cool. All right. Good. Um, and that, uh, let's get to Cole. You're getting ready to have a baby, and this yeah. is your first. This is my you're first. You're shitting your pants. Absolutely. So all you got to do, this I just want to throw this out there, is go to drsteve.com, and on the upper right-hand corner, it says one-page baby manual. Click on that, and it's a one-page manual that will take you from birth to year one that tells you every damn thing you need to know. And there's this book called The Happiest Baby on the Block, and... Um, they, um, uh, it's about 240 pages, and I distilled it down to one paragraph because it's all fluff except for this one core concept. And it's like I don't have to read why this works or why swaddling makes the baby think that they're still in the womb and all this stuff. You just need to know that it works. So there's one. <laughs> I, you can still buy the book. I don't want to, you know, screw this guy's business but just read that one paragraph that's the whole book yeah you can open them it's a, it's, it's a very informal show there we go <laughs> i don't want to interrupt Drink your monologue no, no. <laughs> you guys are the, you guys are rock stars everybody knows that rock stars drink beer i cracked so. mine in the mic i that's, don't know what you're talking yeah, about yeah please do it's <laughs> probably why i was puking blood uh the other the other thing though is right, right is cody uh, uh, or not Cody, Cole really shouldn't be sitting here. So let's talk briefly about that, and then we got to get back to playing some music. But you were an addict. Absolutely, yes. So, so what was your drug of choice? That would have been Oxycontin. Okay, so you're sure you're okay. They've given you a beer since you've been here. You're That's fine, fine yeah. with that. Okay. One beer, two beer. So you're cool I'm with fine. alcohol. I'm fine with that. Tell us how um, you got hooked on Oxycontin. Well, that's a long road. Well, okay, give us the Reader's Digest version. <laughs> All right, here but we was go. it Ready? did you start like every uh, like so many people with a legit script? Nope. No, you did not. Okay. No, I did not. Okay. I went from the backwoods script of it. Okay. So I, I was back in the mountain side yeah. of it. And uh, yeah, I'd, Well, what a surprise. You don't sound like yeah. you're from the mountains. No, Just, you're... Okay, whatever. Okay. <laughs> All right. So tell us what happened. Somebody so, somebody went, well, "Now try this." Exactly. Yeah. And guess what? Every time somebody said, try this, guess what? It got bigger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dang. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, yeah, right. So, yes, every time I tried it. So these are your quote-unquote friends. Absolutely. And it just got Were you snorting it or just taking the pills or mainlining it? Okay, tell me. (laughs) Give give us the progression. uh, Snorting at first, um, and then it ended up being... I was freebasing, oxycotton. Freebasing? So, now you weren't yes. freebasing. Yeah, I was. I've heard you of were taking doing off. That. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. The uh, actual uh, coating off the oxy. Okay. This is back before. Before they changed the they formulation. They changed over the formulation. Okay. And so this actually it. isn't okay. So freebasing is a specific thing. What you were doing is you were using a um, uh, um, uh, an organic solvent to peel off the coating and the wax so that you could get to the real stuff inside. Absolutely. Yeah. Now freebasing, you're actually with cocaine. When you freebase, you're changing the chemical structure to make crack. Basically, is what you're doing. So yeah, science. So you were but you were putting it in a soluble thing, and then you were like you were smoking it. Oh yeah, I just. Ran down a piece of aluminum foil with okay. the tube, and yep. that's what I was doing, and it ruined my life. Yeah, <laughs> really. It's, yeah, yeah. So, how long did it take you before you realized, oh shit, I've got a problem? Uh, it took me about three and a half years to really get the implement that I, you know, like, oh shit, I am. Yeah, 
I am stuck in this. I cannot do anything without this. Right. And, and, it, and see, addicts become so self-centered because they have to. All they can think about is their next, you know, when am I going to get it? When I got to get it. And that's when they start, I mean, stealing their grandmother's jewelry and stuff like that. And they're not evil people. They do evil acts because the drug is really driving them to that. And people do not understand that. So there, are, uh, we're we only got 17 minutes, and I've got to play play this song. So uh, I may want to have you back and talk about this some more. Let's just go to the end of it. You're at the bottom, and for people who are listening, because we have listeners who are addicted, what the, what finally stimulated you to quit, and how did you do it? So my family knew I needed to get help yeah they uh locked me up by that they you know called the law saying hey i'm not supposed to be in this location they locked me up state of tennessee picked it up and i went to a year-long rehab wow out of richmond virginia and i will recommend this place to anybody anywhere that needs Do you have help. to pay for it no Wow. Absolutely free. Richmond's a really awesome place. Yeah. Oh, i love there. richmond so wow. i believe it it is it's uh it's out of beaver dam virginia called New Life for Youth. I will represent that place till the day I die. So who paid for this? Nobody. This is... Well, somebody paid for it. But, I mean, the federal government paid for it? No, 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 no. It's by donations? It's Yeah, it is a non-profit oh, wow. policy. super cool. Wow. So... We need more of that. This is the yeah. big problem is we, you know, they, they're attacking physicians and chronic pain patients and try... and. You know, we're writing half of the scripts that we were, and now the chronic pain patients are feeling the. the and, but the number of over, opioid overdoses yeah. is going up geometrically. So we're not doing anything about the demand, and we're not doing anything about the treatment. But there are some things out there. So how do people find out about this stuff? Well, that's the thing. They don't find out until they yeah. get in trouble. Yeah. Like that's the only way they find out. They, like I'm afraid that I don't take a Tylenol. I don't take anything yeah. right now. Like I. Like, well, you're I'm like afraid. Ron Bennington. Yeah, Ron I, wouldn't. I do not. He had appendicitis. Wouldn't take pain medication because he said, "I I can't do that." Yeah, like I, I'm not going I mean, down that way. Not, you know, touching anything. It, it just, it was such a big thing for me that I saw that this place. Okay, so there is a uh, another place like it, but mm-hmm. they're nonprofit. Yeah. They don't totally supported by donation. Yes. We need, we all need to donate to these places. Yes, and that's that's the whole thing. Like if you, I want the name, and we'll, we'll I'll plug set you it. Up. We'll, okay, we'll plug it next show, and I want people to donate okay. to that because yeah. I'll donate to it. Hell, I'll give them a grand. I, I just because they helped my buddy Cole get out of there. Now, um, we we will talk about this more at length. What are you doing now? Now you got a wife, you got a kid coming. You're clean for how long now? That's been almost uh, eight years now. Wow. Eight years, yeah. did you say? Holy shit. Damn. Give yourself a bill. That's awesome, man. Good. Good for you. Congratulations. Thank you. And you're gainfully employed. What do you do? Uh, right now, nothing because I left my job to come back here. Okay. What What, what were you doing? Uh, I run restaurants. Okay. I... Uh, Oh, shit. Cody, you got any openings for him over where you work? Uh, It's possible. Actually, I can get you in some places down in Gallenberg. (laughs) (laughs) You don't know the guy that owns the Outback in Sergoinsville, do you? Possibly. I can get in touch with him. Why? No, no, I know him. I mean, I know him. He's a listener to this show. A really nice guy. I used to work for... uh, yeah, his name's Andrew, and he's a great guy. Well, anyway, well, that's good. Thank God, man. I'm glad that you're sitting here. I'm glad we had you in today. We just met at the Rich Voss thing, which you guys didn't come to um, Thursday come the 1st. I got stuck at work. Yeah. Uh, it's too whole... bad. You missed a great show. But yeah, we were. We wanted to be there. I, I work at Longhorn as well as a server at yeah. night. So when yeah. she was out that week, I had to go make extra money. Oh, I wait. Was that when I was out? Yeah, yeah. Oh. I got it. I was at home in bed. <laughs> okay. But you missed a great show. But that's where I met Cole, and he we'll just be said, there you next know, can I come in? But anyway, well, that's awesome, man. So uh, if if you're addicted, just get help. Just there, Help is out there. And if you can't find any, email me. Email me. Uh, do, uh, I'll give you my real email address, drsteve202 at gmail.com or weirdmedicine at riotcast.com. And um, uh, we'll see what we can do if we can find something for you in your area. Anyway, um, 
We have 13 minutes. I wanted to play the title track off your new album. Since we're going from Cole's uh, something actually serious that we should be talking about to something uh, just as serious, which is making you guys famous finally. Don't but, worry, I'm over here wrapping his hand. But you you won't get famous from this show, that. but I do want to. I'm going to play the whole track. It's seven minutes long. Uh, do you want to. Can you guys do that later? <laughs> do you have to do that now? <laughs> I'm trying to plug your fucking album, dude. Play, plug it then. Well, man. okay, so tell us. I'm just wrapping Tell us the story here. behind Satan's Texas Vacation. Um, Satan's Texas Vacation was. Uh, we were. Oh, Lord, I wish I had the rest of the band here to describe the story. I'm the well, last okay. person. Again, uh, give us the Reader's Digest. The first. Reader's Digest is, uh, it was time for a new album. We had, um, as most of our um, songs come about, we had made a riff. Um, and we originally labeled it uh, Satan's Meat. Or Satan Meat, actually. Satan Meat. Satan Meat That's was different. its original plug. It's um, all. It all started with a riff on Cody's Fatty. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, actually. Awesome. And, and that, Taylor, is that the opening riff on here? Yeah, ta- okay. it was Taylor and me, uh, Taylor on the drums. Taylor's, uh, the, one of, by the way, you guys have the most incredible rhythm section. The drum, the drummer, and the bassist allow you two, or the three of you maniacs, to just noodle uh, around yeah. and do it's, stuff it's a, because they're so solid. It's a perfect formula. So got you got love, Taylor Cogdell and Q, Quentin. I don't remember his last Quentin name. Quentin Garrett. Quentin Garrett on also drums and bass. The, we call him Le Q. Le Q. All right. <laughs> well, anyway, let's play this track. This is Satan's Texas Vacation. We'll see you in seven minutes at the other end of this. Maybe we'll answer another medical question or something. Scan it. Uh oh.
holy crap, dude. Did you like that there, oh, Steve? Oh, that was awesome. Oh, yeah. That's great. Now, Thanks, people guys. can hear you guys on Spotify. Yep, we're on Spotify, YouTube. Um, and there's like three different indie ghosts. So um, I, don't, I don't know how you... I, I know on, on Twitter, you guys are Indie Ghost Band. I-N-D-I-G-H-O-S-T. Uh, I believe... Uh, but uh, then on Spotify, you just go Indie Ghost, and there's two or three of them, but it's the one that's the band. Yeah. The, the other ones are like individual people. There's one. There's one of. There's one hardcore band out of I think towards it's England or something. Something, but they have like a. It's got an X for the O. Yeah, I saw that one. They Instagram. changed their name because of you guys, right? Instagram yep. is the Indigoist, all one word. Okay. And then right. uh, the other one I think is actually out of Australia. Oh, is it Australia? And they're a DJ. Yeah, right. It's a. It's a single dude. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's. Um, Real privilege to have you guys here. I'd love to. What this is my dream eventually, and we got to do this before you guys get so big that I you won't hang out with me anymore. Steve, we're hanging out. Well, whatever. Okay, you say that now. Um, whatever. <laughs> um, I would love to get the band in here and do an acoustic, like a unplugged. Okay. Just try it. We'll have you ever shot. done it? No, we're so there. You go. Then we need to do it. We're scared. Then. We'll just do it for the radio show. We'll do it. You know? And I can set up out there. Mm-hmm. I can set up a little uh, in the waiting room. That's what we used to call it when we did have an uh, audience out there. And um, because, you know, we're so clever. Uh, medically themed show. You get it. Boo. Yeah. Anyway, it's, um, <laughs> I, it sucks. But we could we could set it up out there, and you guys could do an acoustic set. I'm hit. I'm sure. And then we'll I'm get sure Kim doing some tape manipulation. We'll just blow yeah. people's minds. It'd be fun. Let's do it. I think it would be fun. They are awesome when they just jam. Yes. We love it. It's just how the songs get written, my man. Indie Ghost (laughs) is... Okay, so for people who uh, are just tuning in, uh, check them out on Spotify. They're the best independent band out there that has not been discovered yet this is a shitty business isn't it we got two minutes left we need to talk about how the business is because you have so many talented people that um uh like dave ray cecil we got his poster up there we've had him on this show if you've listened to my podcast you've heard him he's a singer songwriter uh as good as any singer songwriter out there better than most of them and yet you know he's still playing gigs and restaurants and stuff like that you guys really are um, one of the most inventive, clever, you know, excellent musicians doing unique music, and yet, you know, you're still having to ride around in Taylor's Jeep. It bothers me. I want you guys to be famous, you know? We want to be famous. I know you do. But we like playing what? music. We're going to do it regardless. That and see, that's that's why eventually you may yet make it because Dave Ray Cecil says the same thing. He says, "I yeah, I would love to be able to provide more for my family and make more money at this, but at the end of the day, I'm a musician and I have to play music. I've never played music with four better people, and we're going to keep on keeping on. There you go till they kick you out. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess." <laughs> I'm well, still going to play music if that happens. <laughs> thanks for coming. I really appreciate you guys, Cole. Thanks for uh, t- telling yeah, us your thank story. You. Thanks to everyone at Riotcast. We can't forget Rob Sprantz, Bob Kelly, Greg Hughes, Anthony Cumia, Jim Norton, Travis Teft, Lewis Johnson, Paul Ofcharsky, Eric Nagel, Roland Campos, Sam Roberts, Pat Duffy, Dennis Falcone, Ron Bennington, and Fizz Watley, whose early support of this show uh, has never gone unappreciated. Listen to our SiriusXM show on the Faction Talk channel. SiriusXM channel 103, Saturdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, Sunday at 5 p.m. Eastern on demand and other times at Jim McClure's pleasure. Many thanks to our listeners whose voicemail and topic ideas make this job uh, very easy. Go to our website at drsteve.com for schedules and podcasts and other crap. Until next time, check your stupid nuts for lumps, quit smoking, get off your asses, and get some exercise. We'll see you in one week for the next edition of Weird Medicine.